Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionize the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. Today on the Scale Her Up podcast, I've got Diana Muzzle from Video Marketing Confidence joining me. Diana, thank you so much for being on the Scale Her Up podcast. Thanks, Brenda. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, delighted to have got you on. So you'll have listened to a few, I think, before. So you know that uh, we start off with a bit of an introduction to yourself and your business. So mm-hmm. you tell us how you got into business and what it is you do, Diana. Yeah, I'd, I've been in business 22 years this year. Um, I started, I always wanted to be self-employed and I started as a photographer back in the day when we shot on transparency and film. And over time, technology changed and the cameras that I were using became capable of high quality video as well. So I started to incorporate that into um, my offering to my clients because I wanted to provide a service where you know what it's like when somebody comes in to take photos, you've got, yeah, you've got to get your hair done, you've got to tidy your office, you've got to do all these things. So rather than have people do that twice, once for the photographer and once for the videographer, I could provide them with that as a one-stop shop. But then in the same way that photography had changed and technology had changed, over time, video changed too. Um, and about 10 years ago, we started to see a shift from having a big shiny corporate video on your website to having to go out and be more with your audience, to integrate video much more into your general marketing. So I started working with clients on that transition and helping them to incorporate that video to really get their message out there and engage with their audience more. And I was doing that face-to-face, working with individual companies, working with individual people to do that. And then a couple of years ago, funnily enough, um, I had the opportunity to take that all online as I had wanted to, but I had the, uh, the time and space to do that. So now I still do a done for you service. I still integrate that video into your marketing. I can batch record videos for you once a month, once a quarter, whatever suits your business best. But I also run online training, both as a one-to-one service and in group training, um, where I take people through the whole journey of getting to understand their audience, their business needs, their marketing needs, content creation, um, all the technical stuff about recording, debunking all of that, demystifying all of that, and right the way through to how to optimize each different platform for your videos. And I also have a a range of online courses that people can dip into and out of as they need. Fantastic. Very uh, comprehensive description of your your journey and your business. 22 years. Well done. That's brilliant. Interesting to hear you say that you'd always wanted to have your own business. Yes. A lot, a lot of the people that I interview have been kind of pushed into it somehow through redundancy or inflexibility or something, but something that was always your intention. Yeah, my father had his own business and I saw all the benefits of that. I, you know, I saw all the pros and cons of it. You know, He was there for every single one of my sports days. He was there for every parent's evening. He was there every night when I went to bed. 
I saw the the way that you know businesses can go up and down. I saw the way that clients can come and go. I saw the hard times as well. Um, he was ill for a long time, and I saw the impact that had on us as a family. So I've seen both sides of it, um, but I've always wanted to to have my own business like that. Fantastic! And here you are, twenty two years in. So, mm-hmm. what have been your biggest successes in business? Do you think? Well, 22 years in itself, I think it's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> I think understanding, to, to get that far, you have to have a real understanding that your business has to be flexible. It has to be constantly evolving. Um, and I think one of my business, biz, biggest successes has been keeping up with that and managing to make those changes ahead of when they needed to be made or as they needed to be made in some cases, I'll admit. Um, <laughs> We'll not, we'll not talk about the C word. Yeah, yeah. We'll just stay away, stay away from that. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, I think that flexibility and that understanding that you can't just say, right, this is what I do and this is what I'll always do because that's not the way the world works and therefore that's not the way business works. You've described it beautifully in your intro- introduction there, going from shooting on film to digital to video to online Great yeah. example of, of, yeah. What do you attribute your successes to? I think in order to be successful in business, you have to have a good support network. And that's especially key when you are a sole trader, a, a solopreneur. You, need, you can often be a very lonely place to be. You can feel quite isolated. And unless you have peers, friends, family that are supporting you, whether that's like I say, whether that's your friends who support you, who understand, who they, maybe they're going through the same thing, maybe they're running their own businesses, um, whether it's just a complete outside perspective to get a different view on things, a different take on what's going on, or whether it's actually having business contacts, business friends who can support you through your, through your network, or whether it's employing a business coach like yourself <laughs> to do that, business mentoring, um, mastermind groups, things like that, that where you can actually share and have that supportive network that if you're working on your own, you don't automatically have. So for a listener that, that's feeling on their own and thinking, oh, where, where can I find that supportive network? Where would you tell them to go? I can only tell them from my perspective of how I found that network. So for me, it was to get out and do some networking, literally networking, business networking. And you very soon find there are hundreds of different forms of networking, hundreds of different ways and places you can network. You'll meet hundreds of different people and some of it won't work for you. That's a given. And you have to invest time. Networking is about building relationships. It's not about fast selling or anything like that. It's not about a quick fix. So you have to invest time. Don't just go to one networking event once and say, no, it's not for me. That's not the way it works. So get out there, find out what's there, have a, have a, you know, a play is the wrong way to put it, but go and enjoy yourself. Go and meet people with no objective other than meeting people and maybe having a follow-up coffee just to get to know them better, to, to continue those relationships. And you will soon find a networking situation that works well for you with people who you find supportive, people you connect with, maybe they're businesses who you have a similar client base. You know, those kind of things. You'll find your niche in networking and that can really help. I would, I would add to that the, the businesses that can support your business. So the yes. services that you require within your business as well. Yes, yeah, especially, especially if you are on your own and you're 
there's going to be times when you need to outsource things, when you need to delegate, and there's no one there to delegate to. So outsourcing is a good way and, sh- and sharing that, having businesses you can work alongside. What's been your biggest learning over the 22 years? That may, this may be a bit harsh asking you to come up with one learning. What have been your <laughs> biggest learnings? I was going to say there's a lot of learnings years. in 22 years. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Starting with the simple things, there's never a stupid question. Just because you don't know the answer, don't think that everyone in the room does. Because chances are the person stood next to you wants to answer the same question that you've just asked. <laughs> and we'll be very grateful when you do. And never be afraid to ask for help because people don't know you need help until you ask for it. And when you do ask for it, you'd be absolutely amazed, or I've been absolutely amazed at how freely it's been given. Yeah, very valuable. Ask, ask for help. What kind of help have you, you asked for? What kind of, we're still talking about support here, but. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, over the years, it's, it, oh, it's varied greatly. Sometimes it's been physical help. I need an extra pair of hands on this. I need an extra set of eyes on this. And sometimes it's just been support, you know, someone to talk to. We're not going to mention the C word, but uh, a couple of years ago when everybody started using Zoom rather a lot, um, <laughs> uh, I got together with a couple of contacts who were in a similar boat to me. They, you know, they worked on their own and were feeling even more isolated than ever. And, you know, there were things to discuss that couldn't be discussed with your partner because you know, you needed to take yourself out of your family situation. And that was invaluable to have that, just that small peer group who we could go on and we can talk to. And there were some days we laughed our heads off and there were some days where we all ended up in tears, but uh, it was what it needed to be. And that was, that was absolutely phenomenal. Fantastic. I don't know what to say now, but uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank I you agree very much. With Goodbye. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for setting up that little group, Diana. It was very important at that time. What are you? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the future then. Let's talk about the, the, this new avenue that you've come down and maybe come down it a little bit faster than you might have naturally done, given the c word we're not talking about. What are your What are your ambitions for video marketing confidence moving forward? Your ambitions for the future. It was always my intention to take the training that I did online because when you're working in person, you can only be one person in one place at one time. When you're working online, you can be one person in multiple places at one time. Um, so, for, you know, for example, I have clients around the world now that I couldn't possibly have done from an in-person point of view. Um, well, I could have done, but it would have been much fewer and I'd have spent a lot of my time traveling. So continuing online is absolutely the way my business is going to go. And growing the course side of things, the do-it-yourself courses, if you like, with dip into and out of courses is certainly something I'm going to do more of. It, it allows me as a solopreneur to scale my business in a way that you know, I can't physically clone myself and run four courses at the same time, but I could have 400 people looking at three or seven or 20 different courses at the same time when they're all online or pre-recorded for them. So yeah, that's, that's definitely for me, one way that I'm going to be scaling my business in the future. Fantastic. And let's talk about what you actually do. Let's talk about the, the content that you've got there, how you help your clients. I think it's a bit of a journey Then I need video to I'm comfortably creating my own video. Obviously, there are, a lot of the listeners will be somewhere on that journey 
mm-hmm. because video is such a big part of marketing these days for for all sizes of businesses. So, yeah, can you just what's your best tips or how do you how do you take people along that journey? There are obviously key stepping stones along that journey from identifying what barriers you have uh, to creating video in the first place and how we're going to overcome those, how we're going to break those down and make them not there anymore, right the way through to the understanding of what your audience needs and how, how you need to present that. So I take people through many stages from, like I say, from identifying that audience because they are the, the absolute key to any online content. And I'd go so far as to say they're the absolute key to your business. If you don't fully understand who your audience are, how can you even understand that the products or services that you're providing are what they need? Um, and the same applies, you can apply that in the same way to your marketing content. If you're talking about what is important to your business, that might not be what your audience needs to hear. So it's understanding what they need to hear and what you need to say to them. Um, once you get that understood, that actually informs you a lot about the content that you need to provide for them. And I think that's another big barrier that, I, that my clients are up against is they, they think they have nothing to say. When they're working with me, they quickly learn they have too much to say. And sometimes it's, it can be quite a distraction how much they've got to say. Um, so again, it, then it's refining that and finding out what part of that is really important to the audience and getting the most valuable content out there to your audience so they can understand that. Video isn't a quick fix. It's a, it's a long game. Yes, I have had clients who have done one session with me, one one-to-one training session with me, gone out, made a video, and ended up with 18 new clients off the back of that one video. Wow. Absolutely sensational. Um, and I'd love to say I do that for all of my clients, but that's not how video usually works. It can work that way. It is that powerful and it can be that massive a tool to you. But generally speaking, if you want to get good at video, then you kind of have to be, start by getting good at doing rubbish video because that's the way you learn. And believe it or not, the rubbish video is going to perform well for you even though you don't think it is. A lot of my, my clients struggle with perfectionism. I know that has been my biggest barrier to, to stepping in front of the lens. Mm-hmm. Like, like we said, I've been in business 22 years and 20 years of that was behind the lens very firmly and very resolutely. And I wasn't going to step in front of that lens for anyone, but that's not the way the world works. And like I say, having to be flexible, having to change the way we do things. I have had to change that about my business as well. And yes, if I look back at some of the early videos that I did, they are a bit rubbish, but they were done. And done is better than none because you can be as brilliant. Yeah, you can be the most brilliant person in your field. But if nobody knows about you, then you're not going to have the best business. You're not going to have you know, the most clients. You're not going to be able to grow that business. For people that are thinking of getting into video and feeling a bit scared by it. Yeah. yeah. So th- there's room for everyone in their sector. You know, there's a room, there's room for a hundred thousand accountants person. They've been making all these videos and they're rubbish. And we went around the room and every single person in that room knew who the, who this person was they were talking about. So it just proves that those videos were working because that, you know, when you think about the accountants that, you know, you know, your, your accountant, you possibly know the accountant you're sat next to, 
and you know about this other person who's been doing loads of videos. So <laughs> video works. Yeah. It's just a case of getting over your fears and getting it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. What about the technology? Because that can be a bit of a barrier for a lot of people. don't know how to do it. I don't have the right light. That's maybe an excuse. I'm not sure. But what would you say to someone who says, what about the tech? Yeah, a lot of the barriers to creating videos are actually excuses. You've hit the nail on the head there, Brenda. (laughs) I wonder why I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the technical side can be a real fear for people. In its very simplest form, video can be literally as simple as putting your phone on a tripod, pressing record, recording the video that you want to record, recording the message you want to record, pressing stop, then going to the edit screen on your phone, dragging the little handle from the left and the little handle from the right to take out the end bits, the two end bits, and that's it. That's your video done. When it actually comes down to more complicated editing, as I think you found yourself, Brenda, the technology isn't difficult. It's just a case of learning in the same way that you know, we, all learned, we all had to learn to walk. We learned it and, and it's now easy and second nature to us. And that's the same with anything. We all had to learn how to use email. We all had to learn how to use Zoom. We all had to learn to do all these new things at some point. And at some point we probably pushed back and resisted and didn't want to do it because it was painful or it hurt or it was, did our brain in or, you know, it, <laughs> we didn't have time. But it really, it really, really isn't difficult to edit a video not time consuming either. It doesn't need to be. And at the end of the day, if you can't, don't want to, or don't have time to edit your own video, there are, there's a whole sector of people out there who will do that for you. You just need to record it, supply them with the footage and they will edit it for you. So we've talked about the marketing aspect and we've talked about the video itself. Um, The other uh, word in your business title is confidence yeah what tips for people that are just not confident getting in front of the camera there's many reasons why people are not confident being in front of the camera and the first step to overcoming that is to identify what that is and that varies hugely for different people it can be i don't like the side of my own face on screen or i don't like hearing my own voice i don't know what to say you know it's all these all these really valid valid reasons and also some excuses along the way. It's going to be outside your comfort zone for a long time. It does product those little fears and the insecurities. The, it brings out the perfectionist in you. It brings out the imposter syndrome and all these things. But you need to identify what that is. You know, are, you, are you afraid of what your audience are going to say? Well, you know what? The people who are interested in your business are going to be interested in what you've got to say. The people have no interest in your business whatsoever are not going to be interested in what you say. And that's okay because they're not the people you need to be speaking to. One of the biggest takeaways I can give people is to, people are worried about, oh, my audience are going to see this. All these people are going to see this, blah, blah, blah. Video and any form of marketing should really be a one-to-one conversation. You're only speaking to one person at a time. And when you remember that, it can take away a lot of that fear. You know, it's, it's, it is no different from picking up the phone and speaking to your best client, your friend, your mother, you know, whoever it is. It's, it's no different from going for a coffee with someone or it shouldn't be because they're the times that you have the best conversations. It's not when you're stood on stage. It's not standing on stage. You know, 
making a video is not standing on stage in front of an auditorium full of people. You are just having that one-to-one -one conversation. And you wouldn't be worried about having that one-to-one -one conversation in a coffee shop or, you know, when you bump into someone in the street. So why would you be worried about having that conversation on camera? What a brilliant learning. I'm just writing that down. It's actually it's a very efficient way of having a lot of one-to-one -one conversations. It absolutely is. Isn't it? Yeah. And every one of those conversations you have, i.e. every viewer you have, you're starting to build a relationship with them. Because they see you. It's you that's talking. Yeah. yeah. Because, you, because you're showing up, you're being yourself, and that's another key. You need to be yourself because if you're trying to be someone you're not, you're going to get found out very quickly. And people are going to get very disappointed when they actually come and meet you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just one-to-one -one conversations. Is that why the less professional, the more sort of done it yourself on your phone on a tripod type of video is having so much impact these days compared to the kind of video that you used to be creating for people? Yeah, you need to, you need to show up and be the own, your own presenter of your own business. You know, you know, you don't want to get in some TV celeb to present your business like you would on an advert on television, you know. It's about being you, showing up and showing your business. If you're presenting a video that's not overly polished, overly produced, a bit raw, a bit rough around the edges maybe, it's going to show you more authentically and you're going to be more relatable. You know, so I've had situations where I've been live with, you know, been on a live video situation with, um, a guest and they've got the giggles and there's I'm I was so glad it was live because the temptation if it had been recorded would have been to cut it out but the fact that that person found something hilarious and got the giggles made them more relatable it made them human and the rest of the interview afterwards they were so much more relaxed because they'd already had the giggles up to that point they'd been trying to be really professional and <laughs> really perfect and they were just a little bit wooden um but after that you know it, the the facade was dropped and they were themselves, and um, we got a really good interview taken out of it. So it's about authenticity. Is that, is that the biggest tip then for creating video marketing, just to be authentic? Yeah, you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself, and you have to bear your audience in mind. Don't make it about you, because if it's about you, people will switch off. As we say um, with an action coach, always think that the prospect is thinking, what's in it for me? Absolutely. W-I-I-F-M. You have to start with what's in it for me from the audience's point of view. <laughs> so, Diana, I didn't know I was going to do this, but as we've been talking, I think I hope you don't mind me just shameless plug for my YouTube channel, because <laughs> I think I think you'll, you'll let me do this. I couldn't have done that without you. And if anybody actually goes to my YouTube channel, they'll see some much more wooden, me being wooden and you on the other side of the camera doing really well filming the the done for me videos and then my probably you can pick out my journey of my learning how to when I'm filming them myself and doing the the subtitles and things like that and I'm not I'm by no means there yet there's nothing perfect on my uh, on my YouTube channel but there's there are a lot more videos than I would have had if I hadn't met you and, and had the support, we've talked about support, the support of you and your coaching, I suppose. You're just a different type of coach to me. 
to to make that happen for me. So thank you. Um, one of the things I love most about my job is seeing that journey that people take. Um, and just as an aside, I hope you never reach and hope you never make a perfect video, Brenda, because if you do, you'll probably stop because you won't want to make any more because it'll never be that perfect. Um, I really, really hope you carry on that journey. And, you know, it's it's fascinating to see people who are like, oh, I don't like being on camera and I'm embarrassed and I don't want to listen to my own voice and all this and the other. Suddenly sending me video messages instead of a text you know, because they've suddenly got confident. They've worked out how to use the equipment really easy. They've worked out that actually making video can save you time. It's far faster to record a quick video than it is to type a long email to someone. And they're more likely to watch it than read a very long email. Um, you know, and the same applies to blogs as well. If you, you know, record a video instead of put a blog up, people are more likely to watch it than they are to read the blog. So, yeah, seeing that journey that people make and the connections people make when people realize that it can be a, a time-saving tool as well as a marketing tool and all these other things, it's, it's just incredible. So there's a real um, job satisfaction in what you do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I love every training session that I run. <laughs> not, not from the point of view that I think it's brilliant, just because I love that reaction from people. I love what the people on the course give back in terms of light bulb moments, in terms of suddenly realizing something, in terms of just smiling when they when they finally get to grips with something that they've been struggling with. So that's been really good. Well, as, as, a, as a user of your services, I, it's, it's great on, on the other side too. So yeah, very, <laughs> very satisfying for me to be overcoming challenges that have been getting in the way of promoting my business, if you like. So yeah, it's been great. Skill Her Up is all about promoting female entrepreneurship. And I was just wondering what what's your what would your tips be for us as female business owners? What can we do to encourage more women to start and scale their businesses? I think a lot of it has to do with visibility. We all subconsciously or consciously look for role models, and very often we find there aren't any role models there like ourselves. I, I remember when I was at school, my science teachers were really pushing the, the girls to go into engineering and things like that because there were mm -hmm. no fem there were very few female engineers. And we, we maybe didn't because there were very few role models in that sector. So just to, to be you, to be out there, to be networking, to be visible on social media, whether that's in photos or whether it's in videos, whatever it is you're doing, just to be visible because by being visible and by being yourself, you will become a role model for other women and encourage them on. And they will see, you know, I, I don't have children, but I know from speaking to friends who do, when they see a successful businesswoman and suddenly realize that they've got three kids that they're juggling in the background and as well as running the house and the family and all the other different things that they do, um, that's a really positive role model for them. Um, it's really strong to be able to see that, yeah, okay, so I, I don't just have to be a mum or if I'm, if I'm a really successful businesswoman, my kids are going to suffer. No, they're not. You've just got to find that balance. And by being that person and showing that that's real and that can happen, um, you'll be in that, that role model to other people. And I think that's how more women will come to the fore in business. 
That's a great answer. Brilliant. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Diana, for being on Scale Her Up. Thank you for sharing your your confidence and your tips and yeah, your your journey as and you are now a role model as you were before. You're a great role model for other women in business. So thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me on, Brenda. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcasts. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference.